This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to the Chakra Way Meditation Podcast. So today I'm in conversation with a brilliant man, Vic Manzo, who is, um, used to be a chiropractor, now is a, a sort of energy coach, I suppose. But oh my gosh, this conversation was so dense with content. Oh, we talk about quantum physics, we talk about chiropractic, we talk about connecting with consciousness. And one of the things from this conversation that really stuck with me was his idea of connecting with the three, four-year-old energy that we all still have within us. And funnily enough, I have on my fridge a picture of myself. I probably was three or four. And every time I go to the fridge, I see it. And it just reminds me of the inner child within. It reminds me of that joyful, free part of me. Um, and I will share it actually on social media. So, you know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I'm yoga with Roseanne. Um, and because it just, I think it's a really valuable thing to do to connect with that part of you that has long been ignored. Anyway, um, so yeah, this is a big one. This is a this is a big old fat juicy conversation and I hope that you have a few takeaways from it. Honestly, I felt like I need to listen to this a couple of times. So <laughs> and I was there. So I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Vic Manzo. So welcome to the Chakra Meditation Podcast. Today I'm talking to Vic Manzo. Vic Manzo. So I was like, I was about to add another syllable in there. Vic Manzo, Victor Manzo, who um, is a man of many talents, actually. Um, he used to be a chiropractor, um, and, but is currently working as a coach. He is deep into 
um, energy medicine um, into health and mindset and all things holistic basically a holistic coach I think is probably something that would suit you do you would you agree with that Vic yeah that's that's one of the titles I use yeah yeah nice so I'm I was interested and drawn to talking to you because you seem to draw together so many different modalities into the work that you do. What I love about the work that you do is that you seem to have this very um, good, clear, almost medical understanding through your chiropractic work of the body, but you also have a a nicely science-based understanding of energy and neuroscience and for me, that is just hitting the sweet spot. I am fascinated by using science, using quantum physics, neuroscience to underpin, to support, I guess, the energy work that some people can think is a little bit woo-woo or a little bit that, you know. So what I wanted to ask you about is, well, just first of all, sort of tell me a little bit more about yourself and your work and how you got to where you are in your life at the moment. Yeah, no, appreciate that. It's um, yeah, I, I jumped into the chiropractic realm not out of a choice, really. It kind of found me, and that's kind of very common in the chiropractic world. You know, it's something with a health issue or just something in general that showed up. And for me, it was at 19 years old, and uh, I thought, you know, I had a blood disorder. I had all these things going on. It wasn't just one thing; it was a multitude. And I went back to an old chiropractor. My mom kind of persuaded me to go back and. He changed my life, and but it wasn't that. It was more of what chiropractic did for me. It helped me center. It helped me be able to calm my over-revving nervous system. I was able to have more focused thought, all these different things. So it changed my whole entire life, and I kind of went into the chiropractic realm. But I'm the type of individual who loves to go as deep as I possibly can in learning. So even though I went to chiropractic school, it was very medical for the first about year, year and a half. And a lot of people don't know this, but we study the same as like medical doctors do for about the first year, year and a half in our curriculum. And I was just like, this is not the the, the philosophy and all the, the, the essence of what really chiropractic is. I just don't, this, this is not me. So that would kind of pushed me into energy medicine. And I started, I was like, well, I'm going to go learn energy medicine because the, chiro- the chiropractor who started all D.D. Palmer, um, he was a magnetic healer. And it's kind of like almost similar to Reiki in a sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, he he was in the energy realms. He he he. This is where he came from, and he studied all these different things. And he started chiropractic. So I'm like, I want to learn from the energy aspect. So I became a Reiki master and trainer. And then I started taking out energy. I was learning like probably about ten to twelve different energy modalities. And um, but what I what I got out of that though was is I learned a ton about spirituality. I, I learned a ton about qu- the quantum world and quantum physics and um, how does that not just apply in health but every facet of our life. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out of chiropractic school, I you know was practicing and doing what I'd done. Um, but there came a point in my life where I wanted to be successful because in my I grew up in a blue collar family, so it was very the the seeing finances being such a struggle all my life. I always say my parents showed me what I didn't want in life. And I greatly appreciate that because I, I really, I really believe you got to know what you don't want in order to, to choose what you really want. And um, from that, it was always a driving force of mine. And five years later, I hit my financial peak, but I was unfulfilled. I was burned out every four to six months. Mm-hmm. And I love what I do. 
Like I, I still, I speak on chiropractic. I, I will always be something associated with chiropractic. It's just something that's so powerful and underutilized in so many ways. But I was like, I can't understand how I love something so much and I'm burned out. This just didn't make sense to me. And I've read the spiritual texts is how when you, um, when you do something you truly love, it actually creates inspiration. And the more you do it, the more fired up you get. And I'm sitting there going, I'm, 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 I'm more pushing myself to get to that point rather than just letting it be. Right. And so I changed my whole practice around. Um, I really did a lot of soul seeking at that point. And I changed my whole practice around, took a 40% hit. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to what I know. Universal laws, spiritual truths. I'm going to look at, I, I already know the brain. I've studied the brain in chiropractic school. That's what chiropractors really are, brain doctors. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go look at the neuroscience and understand behavioral neurology and all that fun stuff. I'm going to look at quantum physics. I really, that's the foundation to a ton of these things. And I'm like, I'm just going to follow that and I'm not going to do anything else. And with about a year, year and a half, my whole entire life changed. I got back to my financial peak. Never, I haven't been burned out since. Uh, and that's been about six years ago. And uh, it's been one of those things where I was like, wow, this is something that, you know, I was like, this isn't, this is interesting. I was doing everything the business world told me. I was doing everything successful chiropractors told me. I was looking at self-help, personal development stuff. And yet I did the polar opposite of what they recommend. Instead of doing all this stuff, I was being, mm -hmm. and it changed my life. And that's what kind of led me into coaching um, with entrepreneurs and so forth. And then this year is when I went actually full-time. I kind of let my office go. Um, my wife and I were making a transition. We we're moving out of state from uh, Chicago to Tennessee. And um, it was one of those things where that was the moment where I'm starting to do what I'm doing now and kind of led me in this path. Wow, what a ride. It's been, <laughs> and what a journey of learning as well. Uh, you know, it's it's a huge journey of learning that you've been on. And you've got, I feel, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start in terms of of trying to, to dig down. I guess what I'll start with is what I um, am interesting interested in and um rather selfishly <laughs> trying to work out you know get some get some good info from you so the work that i do with chakras obviously and yoga and meditation is all very much energy based and i feel like a lot of that work this kind of more spiritual energy based stuff comes from a place of just kind of just assume or just i'm going to tell you that you are energy that everything is energy so we use that as a start point and then we'll we'll go from there. And I feel like when you start at that point, you're kind of starting at sort of, you know, 40, 50 percent above where you should be. I feel like we need to in order to make this practice really valuable, to make it really um, true for ourselves and true in our bodies, that we need to understand what energy is at a at an atomic level subatomic level at quantum physics level and I'm reading as much as I can about it I'm talking to everybody I can about it and I still find it hard to explain I still find it hard to to <laughs> to actually verbalize so that it makes sense I know it I can feel it and I, I understand it within myself but I'm finding it hard to kind of explain it so I'm going to just ask you Vic, please, can you take us right back to the beginning and give us a real 101 on quantum physics and energy and why energy work as a concept in, in all its different forms works and what, yeah, our, our basic art, write down basic energetic stuff. Yeah, no, this is awesome. And I know what you're, I know how you feel because I, even with myself, it's, it's one of those things where 
it's it, it's the same way of looking at electricity, right? If you ask anyone about electricity, we don't understand how electricity is created how, or how it's like the, the aspects of how it works. But what we do know is we can utilize it. That's what we know. We know for a fact, like being on a computer, having all the things that we have, electricity, we know how to utilize it. Energy is kind of the same way. It's the same thing where when we talk about energy, it's like, well, we could we could try, like some people try to say, well, what really is energy? I'm like, well, energy is just energy. I don't know how to go any further. I mean, it's like looking at atoms and, you know, when you break down the atoms, you go to the subatomic particles. There's When you get down to this, this the lowest part of it all, it's just energy. At the end of the day, that's all it is. Which is vibration. With vibration, frequency, we can use different terms for that. Consciousness levels, we can even say that too. Mm. Um, and it's one of those things where everything in, in what quantum physics has done is is it's looking at because they if you talk to a quantum physicist they'll always say we we it's we're, we're just trying to figure out the spookiness of the world that's what i mean like this, this and you and you know what i use the word random because i used to use that word i was like oh just figure out the randomness of life and they're like we don't we're not looking for random that's not what we're figuring out it's more of this like mad it's like this why do things happen like you know, if, you know, if a tree falls and no one hears it, did it really, did a tree really fall? It's like, this is kind of answering those questions or like, when you look at your life, um, you know, what, what it, how you see something is, is what it's going to be. And why is it that when we, when that happens, you miss out on everything else in that, that aspect. Um, and so quantum physics, it, it looks at how, from what I've studied and what I've been looking at over the years is understanding the power of how consciousness plays a role in our physical realm, right? Because we look at the quantum world and that's all invisible. It's all the things that are invisible to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I always tell people like, when you look at our bodies, we think, oh, we're a bunch of, you know, I always call this the meat suit. Mm -hmm. And I say, well, yeah, look, we have this meat suit. But really when you look deep down, the amount of real matter that you have is about the size of a penny and the rest of the space is all energy. And it's about the size of a football field. So everybody can imagine, or if you look at it like a soccer field, um, and you can look that one little penny is all the mass we have and everything else is energy. And so when you're looking at the, trying to understand the depths of everything, I always tell people like, it's just energy. Like you were saying, it's just energy at the end of the day. And they're like, well, how can you, is there any way you can go deeper with, with more like explaining it? I said, I don't, I even, I'm like, there's not, I don't know if there's words in the English language mm -hmm. to kind of explain it because if I do which I can, but I'm like, if I do, then it minimizes actually what, what that is. Because when we use labels on some things, we usually lose the essence of what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm like, it's just, it's, if you can think of it like the old, like the, one of the ways I try to get more scientific on things is like, if you think of like going back to the atom, it's that, that the forces that hold everything together, that energy that holds all that stuff together to give it its element. It's the same energy vibrating at a different frequency for like let's imagine lead versus gold the only difference is everyone says well the molecular structure is different not really it's just the vibration the vibration changes that molecular structure and so that's where the the aspects of what energy is when it comes to that process but we can get in the bosons and quarks and string theory and all that fun stuff too but um <laughs> it makes my head is, explode a little bit and I know, as right? well. but i do so, find it it's it's very valuable to go right into knowing that at a subatomic level, you've just got this vibration and this and this potentiality as well, the potentiality of what an energy is. Um, I've been reading a, a thing that was was saying that um, when you look at a, a subatomic particle, the the elements within it are 
are are sort of everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. And only when you gaze, when you put your intention, your mind, when you focus your in conscious energy onto that particle, do the um, electrons, protons, neutrons, whatever, actually settle into the the place that they're going to and that there is infinite possibility and probability of where they're going to end up at which point my mind just goes <laughs> <laughs> um but 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 having that sort of little chink of window open on this potentiality of energy i think that's where for me anyway that's where the the work in you know intention or manifestation or you know just healing becomes really powerful when you've got this concept of like well i'm in charge of my energy i can direct my attention into my energy and it can go from somewhere nothing nowhere to what i intend it to be yeah 100% i mean what you're talking about is that the observer effect and it's all about that how you, you know, the, the whole double slit study where they looked at, you know, light and just seeing what light, you know, is light wave or is it a particle and just trying to figure out what that is. And, you know, when the, when the researchers weren't looking, you see light in the wave format. So for those who don't know what that is, that's non-physical form, which means um, that's the infinite possibilities that are out there. And then they go, look, boom, it turns into a particle. <laughs> and then it said, maybe we made a mistake, right? They're like, maybe we made a mistake. This is what I'm talking about. The physicists, they look at these things and they can't like, they're just like, we're just testing to see, right? So what happened was they're like, well, maybe we made a mistake. They change up the study and how they observe how the light comes through and all that. And they change the way of process. And they said, there's no way that it's going to end up turning into a wave format or something like that. And then all of a sudden they go and it's in wave format. They're like, see, look there, or they're like, it's in a wave format. They go, look back to a particle. And they did this over and over changing things up. And that's when they found out. And this is ancient. This is like ancient wisdom that's been around for five, six, 7,000 years. I mean, it's been talked about for so long. Yeah. You know, how you see your life, how you see the world, how you see something is what it's going to be, yeah. you know, and there's, there's a universal law called the law of focus. You know, we've all heard wherever, wherever and energy always follows attention. Or I always say wherever the mind goes, energy is going to flow. Yeah. And wherever energy flows, manifestation grows. Yeah. And quantum physics is just shows that that's actually true. Yeah. And so how we see something is literally what the outcome's going to be because you're taking you're taking all your when you leave everything open, it's that infinite infinite of all the things that possibly can exist. They already do exist. Every situation, circumstance, circumstance of whatever can be for you already exists. You're just literally it's like a Netflix movie. And you're like, I want to watch a comedy. And you're looking, you okay, that comedy, that's the one I want. Boop, and there you go. That's literally what we do in quantum physics is showing that's the power of who we are. That's the power of our consciousness and how it alters and changes. I mean, there, there's so much I can go into with this. I'm in research and studies on um, just utilizing the principle of how you see something or if you use visualization, how it literally changes uh, the material world right yeah. in front of us. Yeah. Yeah, this is such powerful stuff that I think it's really, oh, it makes me very happy. It makes me very excited because it allows us this infinite possibility for ourselves. It It's freeing somehow. I don't know. It's It allows us to think that, that anything is possible. And, you know, we do go around 
you know, a lot saying, you can do it, you know, we tell our kids, you can be anything you want, you can get anything you want, you know, you just have to work hard and think right and so on. And that's sometimes seen as a as a kind of like, oh, you know, life's not that easy, you know, that obviously, you know, pour a cup of cold custard on that, you know, the misery people. But um, it just gives you that optimism and hope that that is something that we can can use. And for me, because I came at this energy stuff from a yogic and chakra, you know, that this ancient wisdom, which is like this beautiful map that's laid out there, this beautiful system um, that we can, we can layer out over our lives that overlays everything within our lives to then underpin that with this very, ancient slash very modern you know science because it is it is both um just brings it to life just allows it to have that kind of sense of 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 i don't know possibility i guess again back to that word that potential that possibility and connecting our physical body with that energy because you know like you say a lot of us go around going we're just in this meat suit and we're just kind of but actually our meat suit holds everything that we are in terms of energy. And that's what the chakras give us, this beautiful map, so we can overlay the, the chakras onto this, this body that we're in and understand it energetically. And that's that's what really gets me excited. So the other thing that I know that you are um, you can speak to, which I think is another really important factor that we don't think about an awful lot, uh is our nervous system and i'm not quite sure where i'm going with the connection here but i know that there is one <laughs> somewhere maybe you can join the dots for me but the nervous system in terms of i mean i guess the nervous system is just like an electrical circuit it's just like the electricity within our houses that that's sort of the circuit and how how do you go about connecting this when you're working with somebody changing mindset changing you know bringing somebody into their best potential how do you overlay all of this energy work into how you how you work i love this loaded question i'm ready for this yeah so one <laughs> one thing is your nervous system right we we can say it's electrical but really it's a transmission of light right it, it, it's like uh, if you think of a river uh -huh. um if you take the water out of the river you got the bank of it and so that's your, your, your nervous system. And then what that water is, is energy, light, consciousness, and that what gives you know, cells um, its own life in its own way. And so when we look at the work I do from a mindset perspective is how do I help to shift the individual's mind? Like we're conditioned in so many ways. Like, you know, I was, I was asked one time, what's the worst advice you've ever been given? And I said, go out and chase your dreams. And they were, the person was, it was a business podcast and they were very like taken back by that. Like, what do you mean that? And I was like, you have to understand if you're chasing, you don't go chasing. That's not what we do. That's not, the, that's not what we really are. Yeah. I go from a soul perspective. We attract everything to us. We don't go chasing in the quantum world. That's what it's been shown to be proven. And so mm. I'm like, instead you attract it. And so a lot of the stuff that I do and the work I do is how do I help elevate the individual's consciousness levels? 
right? I have to go look at what's holding them back. So I want you to think of like, we're in the water and you got some weights on you. It's just making it harder to keep you up. And the goal is I want to get you out of the water. I want you to be, you know, above it. And so what holds you down? Limiting beliefs, subconscious mind. Subconscious mind is programmed most of the time between the age of zero and seven. Anything after that's just reinforcing the old zero to seven process. Mm. Um, so it's, it's, it's uncovering that, but at the same token, I got to shift the mind to understand, to see that what you've been told all this time, and it's not just them, this is generational. This is stuff that's been going on for hundreds of years. Um, that you don't, not saying that, I, and I tell people, you don't have to work hard to get to the results of what you desire. But, and some people go, what do you mean? You got to work hard. And I was like, it's, you understand, we got to change how we describe, how we break down hard work. To me, do you have to show up and be disciplined? Yes. Do you have to focus on things every single day? Yeah, absolutely. But do I have to, you know, the concept in the business world is you got to work as long hours. You got to work 80, 90 hours a week when you first start up. I can give you all the stuff that they tell you to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. Like there's a different way of doing things. And so when I'm working with them, it's really a lot about creating the alignment, right? We said in the quantum physics world, you know, I said that how you see something is what you want to become. So a lot of my work is on vision because I got to look at how can I get them to see what they want to create in their life? And they got to see it with pure clarity. I don't mean to work on it every single day or create a vision board. They can do those things if they want, but I don't, all I recommend is just, you got to get clarity in the mind because if you can't see something, you can't create it. Yeah. And so we got to be able to get you to see what that is. So that way you're able to then um, be able to create that in some way, shape or form. That's what quantum physics shows. There's neuroscience principles to help with that, uh, the kind of aid in that process. But so my work then is how do I just elevate their, their consciousness level or vibration or frequency every single day? How can they plant times throughout the day to do that? And what do, how do I raise their consciousness levels? How do I help them raise their vibe? Well, we understand that the mind, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, the mind, thoughts, in other words, mm. is a form of uh, when we think something that's electrical. Mm. When we add emotions to it, that becomes magnetic. So now we have a, when we put those two together, you've created electromagnetic force. That electromagnetic force has a vibration to it. And so then the key thing is what we want to do is make sure that as high as possible, and when we can do this, then all of a sudden we start to create a stronger signal or think of yourself as a magnet. You create a bigger, stronger attraction to you to allow to create what it is that you desire. So your um, this, the idea of, of having this very clear visualization, having this very clear picture in your mind as to what you want, that's the thought. Yeah. And then that turns into an emotion and a feeling that brings it alive and gives it that magnetism am i am i in hearing you understanding you correctly in, when... in the first part yes yeah because what we want you to do is we want to get you to visualize and see it but yeah. eventually this is where it gets a little confusing because my goal is i don't want you to ever raise your vibration like have an emotional response based off a trigger so a trigger can be like imagining you want to have the big house and you go and say, well, what is it? What does most people talk about who are manifestation coaches and all these things? I always say, go into the house and see it and feel it and put all the emotions in the exactly. senses, right? Yeah. How does it feel to have that big house? Exactly. But who's, who, but we have to come back to the power. 
a lot of times we've been conditioned to give our power away. That's why when we're talking, when you were saying knowing this quantum physics stuff is so freeing, right? Reason why it's freeing or feels that way is because you took your power back. Yeah. When we allow something to give us an emotional trigger or an emotional response, we're not in control that experiences, mm-hmm. right? If I don't get that house, I'm not happy. That, mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's how you're thinking, but yeah. when you go into that process. So what I always work with my clients, and this is the hard, this is the hard part to get is I'm always like, you can use that in the beginning if you want, but the key is I want you to be happy about nothing. That's what I, I want you to have joy for no reason. I want you to have love and compassion and kindness and, and bliss for absolutely no reason. And they're like, why? Because think about, and I love sharing this, Look at a three, four-year-old. If you can't understand it, if you can't see it, go hang out with a three, four-year-old. Because reason why, number one, they're at their, their peak imagination is right around that age. Number two, they do things and they get so happy about it. Like I, I, I love when I was at my office and just in kids, I saw over 50, about 50% pediatrics. And so when the three and four-year-olds would come and the, just their imagination, I would just like try to soak in their world. They'll, they'll show me their, they would bring in things and I have to adjust their stuffed animals and they'll tell me stories about them and who they are. And I would just be like, and you see them, their eyes are all lit up and they're all excited. And I'm just like, man, I, I, I need to learn to go back to that to there because that's really the power of manifestation. They're happy for no reason. They just do whatever they want to do that inspire that they're inspired to want to do. Mm-hmm. And they let their imagination run wild. That is the key element to creating your life, the dream life, whatever you want effortlessly, because you are going to use all the universe. And I can get into all the, the science on this with universal laws, and we can go back into quantum physics and neuroscience, all that fun stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like a three, four-year-old. That is what a lot of I tell my clients. I'm trying to go have you go back to that stage. And if I can get you there, you will manifest anything and everything in your life because you'll know that it's just to have joy in the art of doing it. That's why you look at ancient spiritual truths and they say, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yes. It's about the experience. It's about the process, right? What's the process being in that moment and just being happy for just being happy, being happy to be alive. I mean, I'm tying it to something, but it's like at the end of the day, just be happy and mm. be have bliss and, and just get excited. Like I wake up every morning excited. I was telling you this before we got on, like I'm excited for the day. I have no reason to be excited. Like, I don't look at my schedule and go, wow, I got all this going on. I have this. Yeah, this is what I love to do. I'm like, so no, I'm just like, I'm excited to be alive. And if I, I'm tying it to being alive, but I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited to see what the day brings. Good or bad doesn't matter to me. It's just experiences. And if it's a bad day, then it's just, there's a lot of lessons, a lot of character building days. There's a lot of things I'm going to grow with. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm just excited to, to see what's going to, what's going to show up for the day. Yeah. I mean, it just takes, it takes us, you know, back to my one of my absolute fundamental practices which um is gratitude you know and you know just that practice like every time I sit on my yoga mat um before I practice or before I teach I always sit in the center and and find the gratitude and usually it's just for that literally for that moment you know I can just be grateful for that moment and you feel that that just that that joy that rising that love that joy that rises and and that's that's the for me has has been my most healing practice that I've ever done you know I can do all the back bends and headstands and meditations are great and because you can bring that into your meditations but and learning everything about your energy and everything that I'm super grateful for that and I love it and it really lights me up but just that simple gratitude practice is is everything 
is everything. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, gratitude is something I use every day. And I always tell people that from a neuro, from a neuroscience perspective, you can't um, be in a state of gratitude and then have the polar opposite emotion, like anger, frustration, whatever that means, lower vibrational emotions um, at the same time, it's impossible. Yeah. And it, it just, it's neuro- neurologically can't happen. And so I'm always like, you know, gratitude is, you know, I have a phrase, gratitude is the right attitude, take your life to the next altitude. Um, I, I was always, I, I used gratitude on and off. I knew it, didn't know it, but it was one of those things in life where I started to go like, you know, if the universe always has my back and there's always this greater blessing, what if I don't take anything for granted? Mm. Like whatever shows up in my life, I'm grateful for wake up. In the first, I could, I had a client patient one time tell me, he always came in. He's like, I'm like, Hey, I always ask my clients, patients, what's good today. Now, you know, this guy will always come in. He's like, I'm six feet above ground or I got my head off. I got my head off the pillow today. So it's a great day. And I was always like, you know, I was in his seventies and I said, you know what? I love that wisdom there. He goes, listen, as long as I can get my head off that pillow, it's a beautiful day. And I'm appreciative for everything that comes. I'm appreciative. I can get up. I can go. I have an opportunity to have coffee. I have an opportunity. And I really was like trying to hone in on what he was like, his energy of where he was coming from. And I was just like, that is so awesome. I go, you know what? I go, I take things way too for granted. I go, and I started thinking about a lot. I was, I like to do a lot of self-reflection. So I started going, looking at it. I'm like, you know what? Everything is a blessing that happens for me, whether it's the littlest thing or the biggest thing, it's a blessing. I'm not focusing on the big things anymore. I'm going to focus on every minute thing. And I'm still a work in progress with this, but it's one of those things where um, I noticed a lot of my worries or things I had got anxious about here and there, because I'm a very, uh, I'm a type A driver individual. So sometimes I, I I have to get the reins on that thing and hold hold my mind back, like slow down here. Let's get back to here. Forget about this part, because uh, it, it's my natural instinct to do that. And, um, but it's been fascinating because it's just, it's a practice that I always tell my clients just, you know, get into that as much as you can. It's a game changer. And it really does. I mean, if you can't show appreciation for what you have, why in the earth would universe, God, Allah, whatever you want to call it, want to bring more to you? It's mm-hmm. like having that child that does not appreciate anything you do. And yet you're going to continue to give, 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 give no matter what. It's not gonna, you know. Eventually, you're gonna be like, forget that. I'm not gonna do this anymore. Then, like, mm-hmm. I don't see the appreciation. Uh, you know, and and the story. Yeah, yeah. So, do where do you have what is what would you call your spirituality practice? Do you, you know, within all of this, it's it's very connected. It's very spiritual in its kind of essence. But how do you manage? How do you incorporate or how do you see your your spirituality within the practice that you do, which is very you know, I feel like the stuff that you do, whilst it's based in this fantastic amount of science and um, and also energetic work, but it's it's by its very essence, it is very spiritual. So, how do you incorporate that in your life, or is it just it's just there? What is it for you? You know, spirituality part um, in everything. Everything I do is spiritual based. So. Mm-hmm. What spirituality? And I always, you know, I've, I, I think defining that determinism, I think it's different for every individual. Uh, when we, because you can go look up on Google and say, well, here's what spirituality means. And I'll be like, that's great, but that's not to me. It's to live. It's something that um, that lights you up. It's something that shares. You're expressing your soul to the world. You know, you look at quantum mechanics principles, something called the Pauli exclusion principle, and that basically means that there's no two things in the entire universe that are like. 
There's just no two things. There's no, and with that, so let's take that a little more from a grant. I'll take it from a big picture and I'll bring it down to who you are physically. Mm Because I like to tie the spiritual world and the human world together. Spiritually, that means there's no two souls that exist. There's not another soul like you in the entire multiverses that exist. At the same token, bringing it down to the human world, there'll never be another human like you ever in this world again. There just never will. The past, future, there'll never be someone like you again. And so looking at, you know, when I, when I talk about, you know, spirituality and sharing who you really are, your gifts to the world, the key thing is how can I get that individual to lead a more fulfilled and soul-filled life? Because I really believe if you can live more fulfilled, um, then we're really, we our, our vibrations higher. We're expressing more because let's face it. The, the truth is the more you are fulfilled, the more you're in alignment with your soul's purpose. And so a lot of my work, when I talked about vision, One of the first things I work on all my clients is life vision. And I say, it's your sole purpose. It's why you're here. Now, some of them may not have a clue. They may just say something and say, that sounds great. I'm going to go with it. And I'll just, you know, and I always tell them, I teach my clients a lot to use their body. You know, in some people call this intuition, uh, but we can, we know physiologically that there are intuition is also a chemical thing. There's, there's from the neuroscience, we create something called neuropeptides. These are what they call the, these are uh, peptides are like a form of protein structure and neural just means brain. And so what happens is we know there's an emotional or some sort of physiological response to this. And I always tell them, I'm like, when you're choosing something, this is, this is the S this is like the heart. This is the core of my work is that I'm always like trying to help people say, well, you don't have to figure things out. If I can teach you how to feel and know what's in alignment with your soul, because when you're in alignment with your soul, mind universe, you're going to have a higher vibration. That's just how this works. This is why a lot of times as a soul, we, you know, when we come to choose this life and depending on people's practices, spirituality and religions, you know, if, if this is like throwing you off there, totally ignore what I'm saying. Yeah. But we choose this life. And a lot of people say that, uh, well, since we chose it, then that means we don't have free will and that I don't get to have my own experiences and blah, 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 blah. And I'm always like, no, don't get into that because here's the thing. You want to be happy? And everyone's like, well, yeah, of course I want to be happy. Do you want to have excitement in life and have really be fulfilled in life? Well, yeah, of course I do. Well, if you, you, all you have to do then is just know how that feeling shows up in your body and everything you choose will be aligned with your soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, do you feel like you're making a choice now? Well, yeah, I feel like I am because I'm choosing, I'm, I'm get, I, I, I'm using that, that system to be able to figure out, is this really making me, you know, does it great for me? It's like a stuff. It's like my, I'm near my solar plexus and my, between my heart chakra and my solar plexus. So between my yeah. stomach, and my chest, and my heart. And it's like one of those things I get like this really grounded, like very deep grounded feeling, but it's like also like a little bit of a butterfly feel. Mm-hmm. And so anytime I get that feeling, I'm like, that's what I have to do. Or, I mean, moving from Chicago to Tennessee. I mean, people look at me when I talked about leaving and I didn't, I was trying to sell my practice. It didn't work out. My wife and I looked at each other and there was that feeling. And I was like, I'm okay with letting it go. I built this practice from the ground up. I had one of the largest pediatric volume practices in Illinois. And it was one of those things where that feeling though, told me I had to move. That feeling kept coming to me and saying, it's it's okay. If you let the practice go, you'll be fine. It's okay. If you do this. And my wife and I wanted to start a family. We knew we wanted, if we didn't move, we were, and we had a family in Chicago, we would never leave. And so it's, it's, it's utilizing that principle to tap into that. And that's the key. I try to get to all my clients, because if I can do that, You'll never have to be motivated ever again in life. You'll always be inspired. You'll have endless energy. You know, I'm not saying you won't be tired. There's gonna be you got to recharge. We're human, but at the same token, though, there's this, there's this. You you see life in a different realm 
when you're in that alignment. So everything I do in my life is spiritual based at its principles. Now that we can go further into spirit, you know, some people say, well, yeah, but then what about soul life and this, that spirituality and life and death? And I'm like, we can get into all those things. But I'm like, at the end of the day, I try to keep things as simple as possible and as best as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful because I find that, you know, when I talk to somebody like you, who's, you know, coming at it from, cause you started your practice in the really very body focused. I mean, I know that chiropractic and I'd be interested to ask you more about what actually chiropractic, chiropractic, whatever the right word is, is, and you said it's very much a brain thing, but from what I, on my basic understanding of chiropractic is that it's a, it's a very physical, it's dealing with the body. It's a, it's a understanding the body and its mechanics, if you like, on a kind of basic level. Tell me if I'm wrong. Am I wrong? Like chiropractors, I always thought chiropractors were kind of like osteopaths and I may be I apologize if that's no. insulting. <laughs> a lot of chiro- a lot of chiropractors will agree with you. Unfortunately, chiropractic lost its message in the early 1900s. It was like 1920s, 19. It started to go more science based. Okay. Chiropractic, if you want to get down to the essence of what it is, it is very metaphysical. You know, chakras. You can only access the chakras through the back, and there. And why is chakras always? When you look at them from where they are located in the body. There's always like a bundle of nerves there. Yeah. And when I said the nervous system is a transmitter of light, mm-hmm. of energy, of consciousness, mm-hmm. when in chiropractic, what chiropractors are doing, and a lot of chiropractors don't see, they don't see it this way. We, we've, we've lost, we went off a whole different path. And I think sometimes it was designed that way. Um, because what happened was, is that when you look at what a chiropractor does, we make an adjustment, right? We adjust yeah. the spine. But you don't. You can use a force, like a manual adjustment with hands. You can use an instrument, which I use, um, or you can just you can do it with bio electromagnetic fields. There's techniques in chiropractic that use just touching and holding, or moving energy. Okay. Re- so 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 from what you're saying, the the basis, the fundamentals, or the origins of chiropractic work was basically to um, freeing up and shifting energy. So prana, chi, using the nadis, like actually moving energy within the body to to find a balance. Yeah, just it, what it really does is just it's allowing consciousness to be expressed. Because when you think about it, when we when we are making an adjustment, we're looking for something called a subluxation. Big fancy word. Um, but when you take the word for what it is, it's going to make all sense in the world. Sub means below. Lux means light. Asian is the state of being or condition. So when an individual has a subluxation, they have a state, they're in a state of being or have a condition that is less light that they can express upon the world. So what does that all mean from a health perspective? Well, if you express less light, which is also consciousness, then all of a sudden you're expressing less health. If you express less health, disease has to take place. It's just like if there's a lack of heat, well, eventually cold is going to take its place. If there's a lack of, you know, we're trying to get up into the air. If we have a lack of Thrust or acceleration bringing us up there, well, eventually we're going to come back down. So it opens the door for that. But when we look at it from that perspective, because like a lot of times we've been also conditioned from uh, uh, the medical world has done this very well, where if you have this, you do this. If I have this, I do this. And, you know, if someone thinks of back pain, neck pain and headaches, they go to a chiropractor. That's just what it's kind of conditioned that way. But we don't treat anything. Chiropractic doesn't treat anything whatsoever. 
So when we start to look at, well, then what does chiropractors do? We just help help the flow of consciousness throughout the body more. Helps the body to adapt. Helps the body to change. It shifts per- perception of our environment. When it starts, because when we have more life expressing in ours, you know, perception starts to change. We can pick up on our environment and adapt better. When we can adapt better, guess what? We start to thrive. When yeah. we thrive, we're being in our healthiest state. And so it comes to that point. And that's what I was sharing before, like chakras with chiropractic. This is what fascinated me. This was my connection with chiropractic and energy healing or just energy in general. Because when I when I studied, when I became a Reiki master and trainer, I was sitting there and I was learning about the chakras and all these other things. And then I was like, well, they're just spinning wheels of light. And I was thinking about it. I go, subluxation, less light than be expressed upon the world. Wow, chiropractic can help with that. That's interesting. But why? And I'm like, where's the access points? And the teacher's like, well, you can work them on the back. That's where you can access them. And I'm sitting there going, spine. So it made me get real curious. And I started looking at my neurology and I was learning neurology and all I had to memorize everything. I was like, how is it so fascinating? I'm like, I got to look more into this. I was like, the throat has its own, you know, plexus nerves that come off. The heart has its own whole entire nervous system. You know, it has a whole bundle. The solar, it's called the solar plexus is, is, is actually called plexus. It. Yeah. And then, and then you have the, you know, sacral, you have the root, all of them have a bundle of nerves or main nerve area, like the third mm-hmm. eye is the pituitary, you know, the crown is obviously the pineal. And I was just like, this is so interesting. And uh, so it made me get like even more curious into that all. But at the end of the day, if I, making chiropractic simple, it's really just helping increase more releasing the energy, you know, consciousness that's not flowing properly and be able to allow it to do that or light or energy, chi, prana, whatever we want to call it. Um, you know, in chiropractic, we call it innate intelligence. Um, but it's this intelligence that governs that body to go ahead and, you know, do what it needs to do to give us this wonderful experience called life. And what we're doing in chiropractic is we're just helping express more of that consciousness. And the end result of that is you're going to thrive. You're going to adapt better to your environment. It's not the end all be all. I mean, chiropractic is not everything. Um, You know, do we need chakra work sometimes? Absolutely. You need this. Yes. I mean, nutrition. Yes. Do you need mindfulness? Of course. But it gives you the premise. We're looking at the foundation to everything first. Mm -hmm. And then from there we can build off it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. We are. I what what I brings me so much joy, and this happens every time I talk to somebody who works like you do with energy, is that whatever modality you're, whatever direction you're coming at it from, in order to try and facilitate energetic healing to create a, a life that is content and full of joy and full of love and fulfillment, um whatever direction you come at it from the basic underlying message is the same and it's down to mindfully if you like really basically mindfully managing your energy whether that be through you know yoga or meditation or you know organizing what you eat better or you know looking after yourself or you know it's um I just find it uh, endlessly joyful it makes me super happy talking to somebody like you because there's just so much and I feel like we could talk for hours about you know and I'm still still like tapping away I feel like I'm at this cliff face of of information and there's the quantum field over here and neuroscience over there and like everything and I'm just like with my little hand okay okay I just got this little thing here I'll understand this bit now and then I'll Add that to my pile and on we go. But that's all we can do, right? 
That's it. I mean, you know, you're bringing up a point that um, when I was, I was like 24, 20, I was about 24. And my spiritual teacher looked at me one time and, and, and she's like, you know, I was like, I know she's like, you understand the spiritual stuff. So conceptually in your head, you know, so much, you're way beyond your years. And I used to joke around that. I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. My ego was my head. I was like a little intrigued with my spiritual ego. Cause I would say you have an ego. Then you learn about spirituality. And then all of a sudden you create a spiritual ego. I like think, Oh yeah, this is how this works. And this is how that works. So I know this, I know that. Mm-hmm. And it was fascinating because then all of a sudden one day I'm reading neuroscience and the mind and how much we really know, how much can we really know? And, uh, it, it, it really put me in check. And basically your, your brain can only obtain about 0.00001%, give or take, of all the information that's out there and where the universe and everything knows 9, you know, 99.99%. So I'm like, no matter how hard I try, I'm only going to know 0.000 something. She goes, that's basically, you know, that's when I was reading, I was like, that's interesting. So I basically don't know nothing. Okay. From here on out, I'm not going to know nothing. But then I started listening to and studying and, you know, spiritual masters and they're always, you know, they don't try to memorize things. They use their guidance. They use intuition and their guidance to let them do that. And they're like, right. And you can tap into that realm. You know, people call downloads and all these other things. And I was like, man, if I could learn that, then I don't have to, I don't have to try learning as much. I can, you know, I still want to learn and you got to, you know, so forth. But it's at the same token where it's like, you just learn to download. And I feel like I'm just starting to get a grasp of that. Cause I'm like, I'd rather tap into that 99 plus percent and just have that on my access whenever I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is so much and there's, it's, you can get overwhelmed with how much. And I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I was like, I'm the same, I was, you know, the same point where I was just like, there's so much to learn. I, I have so, I don't have, I have so little time. There's so much to learn. I don't even know how to, so I was reading 80, 120 books a year, you know, listening to podcasts and videos and all this stuff in the beginning. Um, and I remember I had a, a, a patient who was like a Reiki master and trainer and she taught and did those other things. And she's like, when are you going to, she goes, this is all great. Um, you, you love learning and all that. And that's phenomenal. She goes, but when are you going to let your life guide you instead of you guiding it? And I just didn't understand what she meant at the point. I was like, no, you have to, you have, you have to seek. You always have to go looking for more. And she's like, there comes a point in your life when you get there that you don't have to seek anymore. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and I wish she was still around to have that discussion now. Cause I'm like, that's where I'm at in my life now, where I don't try to figure anything out. I let it all come to me. And it's so much more peaceful, less stressful. Yeah. So, um, and more enjoying. Cause then it's like, you know, I'm at my head, like, what do I need to learn now? What should I focus here? Should I go over here? Should I focus there? And so it's just like, whatever comes my way. Yeah. It'll, it'll so come. It's an, instead of a life of striving, it's a life of receiving then that you're really, going for yeah yeah no well it's it's magical and think we've been almost an hour so I'm gonna let you get on with your with your morning um go and have some breakfast and and I just want to say a massive thank you for today because I feel like I could talk to you for hours this has been so interesting and such a joy to talk to you so thank you very 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 much no thank you for having me this was a lot of fun I enjoyed our convo yeah <laughs> Oof, so there we are. It was a big conversation, right? A lot, a lot, a lot to take in. So um, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you had some good takeaways from that conversation. I know that I did in listening back to it. Um, and if you wanted to get in touch with um, Vic, he is at, um, what's his website called? I just had it up. Empoweryourreality.com. 
Um, and he offers coaching and one-to-one and all sorts of things. So yeah, get in touch with him. He's an awesome guy, really, really lovely, great energy, great knowledge. And if you want to get in touch with me, obviously the um, website is chakradashway.com where you can find all my free resources and find out about the course, the Chakraway course. The group course won't be running again until the new year, um, but I have the Chakra readings and I have the one-to-one course. So if any of that is interesting to you, then probably the best thing to do is to book a chat with me. Just like take half an hour, jump on a Zoom, meet, see if we vibe, see if we resonate and then um, go from there, see what's what's what. Okay, so listen, have a great day um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know that I did, so there we go. Lots more coming your way. Keep finding these brilliant people to talk to, so I'm, I'm hoping you're really enjoying it um, as much as I am anyway. All right, take care and I will speak to you again very soon. Lots of love. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.